I'm Mike Vardy. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet, which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepassword.com slash productive convo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there, and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now... You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And this is the Productivityist Podcast. Another week, another podcast, another Productivityist Podcast. 
It's me, Mike Vardy, the founder of Productivityist, productivity strategist, author, writer, and host of the show. And I'm glad you've joined me this week because I have Laura McClellan with me. She is the host of the podcast, The Productive Woman. She's a lawyer. She's the mother of five children who have, yes, they're, they've, they've, they've moved on. They're, they're, they're older now. But to raise five kids, be a lawyer, be an author, be a productivity fanatic, I wanted to talk to her to find out how she got it all done. And, and her thoughts on productivity and maybe the, the, the gender differences and how we each treat productivity differently between men and women. This is a suggestion that, that I had at the, um, the uh, kind of the meetup that I had at the World Domination Summit. Is it was suggested to have more women on the show. And, you know, I mean, it's not something that I was not uh, even thinking about avoiding. It's just something that hadn't really come up. So... Uh, we've started to uh, – we did some uh, – instantly as soon as someone suggested that at the meetup, I got on, on Slack and I said, hey, um, I asked my assistant if they, she could put together a list. Uh, and many of those names I recognize, of course, and just it puts it in one place so I can start to reach out. So you're going to hear more women on the show and, and what better way to start off than with the productive woman. And you'll hear why she doesn't like to be called that <laughs> in this episode. So here you go. Uh, the uh, the Productivity Podcast, my discussion with Laura McClellan, and I'll be back after to talk to you a little bit about what content you might be able to get if you're a Patreon supporter, because there was some stuff that we talked about that you're not going to get to hear on this edition. But the stuff that's here is fantastic, and let's not have you wait any longer for it. Here we go. Laura McClellan, the productive woman. <laughs> I only, I, you're the only woman I need to have on the show, I think, at this point. Is that it? That's it. You know, that's the horrible <laughs> thing about me naming my show that, and there's a funny story about where that name come from, came from, but I am not the productive woman. I just host a show that's called The Productive Woman. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, well, first off, let's talk about how we kind of uh, got to know each other. Uh, basically over um, uh, queso, right? Is it queso or queso? How do you pronounce queso. it? Queso. Queso. So we were at... At podcast movement which i've podcasted before uh, about and, and eric fisher and, and yourself and, and me we hosted a a productivity enthusiast meetup much like what we I, I did in portland and we had what like 30 people show up yeah it was a great crowd i was i was really surprised because we didn't uh, announce it very far before the event and so. we were competing against a whole bunch of other people that were getting into town at the same time that were more podcast centric as opposed to like what we talk about yeah exactly so we got to sit down and chat and um you know i i told you about my love for bourbon and you told me about a bourbon you had and, and i knew as soon as you were like is this one it i'm like oh yes woodford's very good uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um i wanted to get you on the show to talk a little bit about what you just said like the productive woman i don't what I've found is is that and and this came up during the the previous meetup I had is one one of the ladies that appeared on the show said you know you haven't had a woman on yet and I'm like yeah oh you're right I haven't <laughs> and it's not because there, there's no <laughs> there's no one out there that's there's no women out there that aren't productive clearly you interview productive women but it's in the space that I've traveled it's the, they haven't I haven't come across as many that are as as into it in terms of what I what I talk about and write about as I am, is, is that something that's that, that like, how do, how do, how does that work in terms of, am, am I, was I missing something or was it just uh, like when you, when you talk to your guests, like, where are you, like, how are you connecting with them so that you can kind of say, okay, you're the type of person that I want to have on my show? Well, it, it, it's a little bit different, I guess, for me, because when I look for guests for my show and I, I, 
generally only do have guests maybe once a month or so. Um, I'm not necessarily looking for experts on productivity. I'm looking for women in various uh stages of life, various walks of life, various professions, various uh, areas of focus for them who are willing to talk about how they manage their life. Because my show is, The Productive Woman is, not surprisingly, a, a podcast about productivity for busy women. And it's not um, structured as a, a show where I am the expert on productivity and let me tell you how to live your life. It's uh, it's more of a, I'm a fellow traveler. We're all busy. We're all trying to find ways to get things done that we want to get done and make a life that matters. And so let's talk about that. Let's talk about the things. I, I talk about the things that I'm trying to figure out. And I, bring, I, I find women just that I meet in various areas uh, of, of my life and invite them to be on the show when it seems like a good fit. But I, I agree with you and, and maybe with your, you know, your other guests. There, there aren't a lot of women podcasting about productivity specifically, I don't think. There's, there, and there are a few writers. Like it was funny as soon as – and this is, again, walking the walk. As soon as, um, as, soon as she said this and uh, I said, well, you're right. Let me – and I went into Slack and I recorded something for my assistant and said, can you find a bunch of women that I should interview because I know there are some out there. I, I rhymed off a few immediately when she told me that. And there's a whole list like Laura Vanderkam and mm-hmm. Gina Trapani who I've talked to before. Uh, but she's kind of uh, she used to be the editor of Life Hacker, and now she's she's doing other stuff. I think she's still working with the with the ThinkUp, um, you know. And then in your name was was one of the ones that came up, probably because you have really good Google search and you do a great podcast, so that worked out really well. Um, but yeah, I think that it's it's I, I think that maybe uh, and this is one of the things that I, that I wanted to to have you on the show for is the. Do you find that there's a different way that kind of men and women based I mean obviously you're married uh it doesn't obviously I know that not everyone here knows that but I know that <laughs> um you know how do you find that there's a different way that men and women operate when it comes to tackling productivity cuz we've chatted you know I'm sure you've chatted with a bunch of other guys about this stuff and then you you talk with women about it like do you find that there's any kind of common thread as to how each kind of gender approaches this kind of thing well, you know, I think the principles of productivity are the same regardless of gender or age or anything else. I think maybe women, and I hate stereotyping because anytime you you make a blanket statement, somebody's going to come up with the exception or, mm-hmm. you know, well, this person isn't that way. But I think in general, women tend to experience it differently, uh, productivity or life in general, and that is... I think we take it a little more personally than men do. It's, 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 um, scientific isn't the word I want. More holistic than say, than say tactical. Yeah. That'd be a way to put it. Yeah. And I think what I'm finding, I mean, my show is definitely morphed over the year I've been doing it. And as has my, um, thinking about what productivity means, but, the more women I talk to, the more I'm finding that a, a lot of women feel like they're not doing it right. Mm. And I'm not sure men care whether they're doing it right. <laughs> I, you know, you, no, you know no, what I mean? that, that's a great point because I think a lot of what, what, what I find, and I'm sure you've heard me talk with people about this before, is that they just get this idea of just let's do it and then it's done as opposed to doing it in a way that 
you know, can can have create real progress and real quality. It's just about checking off boxes as opposed to checking off the right boxes. Yeah, that that and I think there's a, a, a stronger sense of confidence that uh, among a lot of men that whatever way I've figured out to do it, this works. This is right. This is good. This, the, you know, this is, uh, this works for me. Whereas women, at, at least a lot of the women I'm talking to are, are kind of feeling like, well, maybe I should have done it a different way. Maybe a different way would be better. And whatever it is I'm doing right now, I should be doing something else. And, and I, I don't see as many men sort of taking that, internalizing it that way of, of that sense of, oh, I, I should be doing it differently. I should be doing it better. I should be, um, I, I'm, I'm doing it wrong. Right. Whatever it is. Uh, you know, w- women... And again, it's not all of us, uh, but uh, it seems like a lot. Feel like when I'm working, I'm thinking about my kids. When I'm with my kids, I'm thinking about work. And men seem to be able to compartmentalize the, those things a little bit better and feel okay about whichever thing they're focusing on at the moment. What is some of the best, you know, I mean, obviously, as we talked about earlier, I mean, you you don't necessarily go on and... and you know, offer expertise or, or whatever. You obviously chime in and say, "Here's some of the strategies I've done." And, and some of, in your solo episodes, like making space to think and 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 those kind of ones, you're offering your your thoughts on that. But what are some of the things that you've taken from some of your guests that you're like, "Oh, I got to try that." Oh, you know, there's some. Um, one of the things recently that really resonated with me was something Isabella Russell said. Uh, on the conversation I had with her. And and we kind of talked a lot about trying to manage very busy businesses. And she's got multiple ones because she's, you know, they they have, she runs a business with her husband, but then she's also launched this big uh, New Media Europe conference that's coming up. And they have very small children in their home. She, this may not resonate with you, but it did with me, was to um, give yourself... uh, she called them little treats. And for her, it was like when things are going crazy, make time to go for a walk or to, I, I think it was acupuncture she's kind of into, mm-hmm. and, and schedule a session for that. And that it's okay uh, to, to schedule those things in even when life is incredibly busy uh, because those things keep us healthy mentally and physically and everything else. So that I thought was really valuable for me to hear as a professional woman who's got lots going on. And uh, I've heard from listeners that they really valued that. Uh, uh, Another guest that's been on in the last couple of months was Allison Sheridan, who she talked a lot about, um, owning your choices. And so these are different kinds of things than maybe you focus on in, in the, the systems and the methods that you talk about. But these are things that seem to really resonate with women. And, and what, what Allison was talking about is knowing the difference between saying, well, I have to go to work today and saying, I'm choosing to go to work. Mm-hmm. Even though maybe it wasn't what I wanted to do, I do have a choice uh, about the things that I'm doing. And... Um, so just knowing that, wait, this really is my choice and I can choose, you know, I can choose otherwise and there will be consequences, but it is still my choice. So though, surprisingly, when I launched the show, I really thought we were going to always be talking about kind of nuts and bolts and to-do lists and those kinds of things. 
we seem to veer off more into those more conceptual kinds of things. And that's where I get the most feedback from listeners. You know, what's interesting is uh, as we're talking about this, you know, I mean, what I've noticed in my years of studying this stuff is that the you need to combine the practical and the tactical. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of people just, they try to do one or the other, you know? I mean, so for example, you and I talked about GTD and, 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 and such at the, uh, we basically, I think we were talking uh, to somebody who was at the table and we were basically, we went into our mode. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, yeah. we did. <laughs> and Eric joined in, like we all kind of went in and that was perfect, perfect form for that. But I, I think one of the things that, that I discovered in, in kind of studying all these, these, approaches and methods is that everyone it a really good productivity approach or method or system has the ability to be uh personalized it has mm-hmm. the ability for somebody to say okay this is what i get out of you know the covey matrix and this is what i get out of gtd and this is what i get out of the 12 week year and this is what i get out of the now year method and let me combine these and make these so that i can take those things and and, and shoot you know make uh clear choices and considered choices as opposed to just having this checklist and going purely down the list as i mean because if you don't personalize this process man or woman then you're you're not going to get the results you want right oh absolutely and that was you know what i was saying a minute ago about my um my thinking about what productivity is has changed over the course of the year of doing this show and having to think about these things in a different way than I have in the past because I've really come to believe that uh, that productivity isn't, uh, and I've heard you say something similar to this, it, it's not about getting more stuff done. It's about getting the right stuff done. And to me productive woman isn't the one who who checks the most stuff off her to-do list or or gathers the most awards for all the stuff she's done it's the woman who's able to order her life in such a way as to maximize the the positive impact she has on the world around her whatever that means to her and i think that's true for everybody and that's kind of what you say about not um, what's that you say? Stop doing productivity and start being productive. Or, yeah. or stop doing productive and start being productive. Yeah, and and that was something you said a while back. The first time I heard you say that, I th- that was one of the things that started triggering that thinking to me about all right, what does it mean to be productive? And and you're right, we've got to whatever tools we use, whatever system we uh, grab onto, it's got to be. Um, personalized and adapted to our own circumstances because everybody's life is a little bit different. So uh, now that we've gotten into that, uh, what are the tools you use, Laura, to stay productive? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you know, I I was thinking about that this morning as I was, you know, I was at the office. It's um, because I'm such a geek about stuff in general, uh, about tools and technologies. And, and I could waste so much time trying new apps and new task managers. The, the sort of soft tools that I use, I have used uh, as a task manager OmniFocus for the last several years. Uh, and I like a lot of things about it. 
but it had a couple of um, it had, and, and I'm still using it. I've I've veered off of it a little bit. Have tried something else because, well, for two reasons. OmniFocus is very robust and it's very it's it's kind of complex, and that's both it's an advantage and and a disadvantage because there's a steep learning curve. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one of the weaknesses for me personally is that it's only it's it's an Apple app yeah. and. And my day job as a lawyer, I'm given a Windows-based PC and Outlook and said, here's your world. And I can't get at my to-do list, my, you know, my project manager. I can't get at OmniFocus unless I want to have my iPad sitting yeah, there, which I you, did. All you can do is send it stuff. Yeah, which is great, but I like to be able to look at it. And so I've tried a couple of different things. Uh, several people, I think you and I talked about this at, at the meetup, that several people had recommended Nosby. Mm-hmm. And so I tried that out and I've, I've kind of taken to using that for work because I, uh, you know, for all the fans of, if, if there are any uh, that listen to you uh, of Microsoft, I hate the Outlook t- to-do list. Well, it's just, a, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a checklist at yeah. best. And it's, it's useless to mm-hmm. me. And so I've, I have been using Nosby for my day job stuff, my projects there, because I can have it on the screen. And I'm awful. I have three screens on my desk at the office. People walk by to look, just to look at my cockpit there. <laughs> um, but I use that. Uh, and I'm finding that pretty useful because I can get at my work tasks wherever I am, whether I'm in the office or not. Uh, but the rest of my life is still in Outlook. Although you you, you make a great case for Todoist, the only reason I'm not really u- I have it on my phone and on my computer, but I'm trying not to get you know sidetracked, go down another rabbit trail. Well, Nosby's got great Evernote integration too, right? I just talked yeah. about it with IQtel shutting down, yeah. um, which is like a lot of people have them up in arms. And it's funny, I, I mentioned that IQtel shutting down. I offered my three suggestions, and people were like you missed the boat. There's email e- emails in there, and you can't. Uh, IQtel integrating email is a blessing. I'm like, yeah, but it can be a curse because mm-hmm. you don't get that separation from these inputs that are coming at you because email, that's somebody else's agenda. That's yeah. not your agenda. So having email separated and the other reason, I mean, and I think IQtel was a noble effort. Apparently they're still trying to keep it, keep it going is that, um, you know, trying to do eight things really well is difficult, if not yeah. impossible. I would much rather have an application that does two or three things really, really well, or one thing exceptionally well, and then and you know just have a nice workflow that. And this is one of the things I talked about in the post about how to use multiple task managers. As, you know, right. I mean, I'm sure in OmniFocus you've probably got some stuff there that's work related. So you've just got a context you would call Nosby. You're like, okay, I got to be a Nosby to do this thing, right? Or something like that that would kind of uh, resonate with you, so it triggers you to go to the right place. But people don't, uh, you know, I I don't think people up front spend the time to set up that framework or those triggers, which because they think it's just going to be a waste of time, but they don't realize how much time it can save them in the long run, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And I I agree with you about the idea of having email integrated with, you know, having it, it, it's part of the problem for me with Outlook, the way it works on our, on you know, the machines at the office, because it is all integrated, you know, the Outlook email and the, the, task manager and the calendar that I have to use. Uh, but it, I, I managing email is a challenge 
in the best of worlds. And given what I do, it's really a challenge um, because, as you said, whatever comes into that email inbox is somebody else's plan for my day. Mm-hmm. And um, trying to manage that uh, and and kind of keep things separated so that I can focus on the things that I think are important um, that's an ongoing challenge for somebody in my position. Looking at, if anyone goes to the site, ProductiveWoman.com, you look at the About page or the About little sidebar thing, and this is what Laura does. So wrap your head around this and then tell me that she's not the productive woman. <laughs> she's a lawyer, a writer, a productivity fanatic, and a tech geek. She's raised five amazing kids. Uh, you blog occasionally, I think it just, uh, I was just thinking, the real estate law blog, and you're working on your first novel. Okay, so we just talked about boundaries. How are you able to kind of move all of these things forward and be not just that, but be okay when you don't move them forward as much as you'd like to? I think the secret is the last thing you just said, learning to be okay when certain things aren't moving as quickly as I'd like them to. For instance, the novel is really important to me, and it's very I mean, I've got 100,000 some words written and an agent who asked to see it when I finish it. But I um, have spent a lot of time thinking over the last year in particular about what what is most important and the fact that you can't have multiple priorities. Only really one thing can be a priority at a time. And Uh, this is something I talk about on The Productive Woman a lot, is knowing yourself, knowing what really, really matters to you and focusing your time and attention on those things. And so, and being okay with just taking little baby steps on some things. Right now, uh, my focus is on two, uh, you know, outside of being with my family, um, my focus is on two things, making sure that my law practice is managed well and my podcast. And um, other things take a back seat to that. I'm fortunate because my kids, yes, I've, I've got five of them, but my youngest is 21. You know, my older kids are all out of the home and, and don't need my attention all the time. So I can focus uh, my time and attention on those, you know, those two things that are really, um, really kind of at the top of the list right now. When did you start to dive into this stuff? Because I mean, kids are your kids are out of the house now. But when did you kind of recognize like, okay, look, I have all of these interests, all of these things that I kind of want to, you know, not just dabble in, but give my best effort to? When did you start to realize, okay, I need to come up with some kind of way to do all this because not doing this stuff is not an option for me? Well, honestly, I've been kind of a, a productivity geek or enthusiast, as, as you like to say, um, since I was in, since I was young. I mean, like in high school, mm-hmm. I would sit and read productivity books, time management books, whatever was available back there in the dark ages. So it's always been something I've been interested in. And as um, I, I married very young, Mike, my husband Mike, and I married when we were 18. We had our first child when we were 20. And, um, and, you know, four more after that. And there were all these things I wanted to do. So I knew I had to kind of organize myself. At that time, we didn't talk, uh, at least in my world, didn't talk about productivity so much as organization and time management. And I was always one for 
you know, lists and my, I've always lived and died by my calendar. My family knows if it's not on the calendar, it's not happening. Right. So, you know, those kinds of things. Um, so it's been a long, long time and I've, you know, adapted and developed my thinking on it over the years through influence of people, you know, like, like, uh, Lately, Greg McKeon's book on essentialism. Phenomenal is book. Phenomenal Life-changing. Absolutely life-changing. And, you know, obviously David Allen and different, and people like you and Eric who, who talk about these things and give me things to think about. Uh, you know, I've got my now year calendar here on the wall and uh, with my, my three words for the year up there. <laughs> so, <laughs> We're working on a new one right now. Or actually, by the time this airs, it should be out, the, the new version. So the 2016 version. So before we wrap up, I wanted to find out about routines. You, with, with all the stuff you've got going on, routine must play a role in, in your life. How, do you have specific routines that you follow either daily or weekly, or, 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 or do, you, do you try to keep that? I know you said your calendar, you know. I mean, I, I know you're the type of person that if it's not scheduled, it, you know, if it's on the calendar, it's, it's happening. So routines, do you find that they work the same way for you? Yeah, I think for me, routines are very important. In fact, I just talked about that a little bit on um, the, the most recent episode of The Productive Woman as part of one component of making space to, to be able to think. For me, what routines do, it, it, they save me the time of deciding what I'm going to do next. And and that saves sort of brain strength or brain power to to think about more creative and more important things. And so I have, you know, a, a sort of loose weekly routine in that I know that I'm going to record a new episode of The Productive Woman on Wednesday. And so on the weekend, I think about what I'm going to talk about because I don't record way out in advance. Um, and I, I have certain things I do on Monday and Tuesday to prepare for that. Uh, and then Thursday is kind of my either a night off or if I have a, you know, I'm going to have a guest on the show, often I'll record that then. I have my daily routines. My morning is kind of, you know, I get up in the morning and I, you know, do my things and I, I, I'm hypothyroid, so I take my thyroid pill. And lately, and I don't know if you were one of the ones that I heard talk about this or, but somebody intrigued me with the idea of, of a certain uh, type of meditation app. Maybe it was... Um, oh, is it Calm? Uh, no, this one is... It's the one called Headspace. Oh, um, shoot. Uh, it might have know, been... I know there's a few people out there that are talking about it. might have been the, the Fizzle guys talk about it. I mean, there's also... What's the other yeah. one? There's... Um, uh, I can't think of the other one, too. Uh, there's the one... I mean, Headspace is, is an app, but there's actually a device that you can use, too. Yeah, and I'm trying to think... I'm, I'm picturing the guy who talked at... at um, Pat Flynn. Pat Flynn has yeah. talked about that, and I've watched his little video that he, where he kind of demonstrates his day. Yep. But I've taken to, because I'm always going 100 miles an hour, and I've always, my mind's always going, one of my weaknesses is, in, is that it's difficult for me to just be still and quiet and quiet my mind, which you need to do to have any creative thought. And so I've started doing the, the little headspace, the little guided meditations, kind of first thing in the morning, uh, and I'm really finding 
finding that helpful. Surprisingly, when it takes you know time out of the morning that I could be doing something else, it's actually having a really good impact on the rest of my day. Uh, you know, so I have my morning routines, and then I have my evening routine to sort of wind down and, like you, try to sort of shut things off so I can relax and go to sleep. Uh, so yeah, I think routines are really valuable for anybody who wants to accomplish things uh, to be able to to kind of order their life in a way to be able to do that. Do you journal at all? I know that that the interesting thing is is when I mention it, to, and again, this is probably being very stereotypical. Although a lot, of, I have to call it the daily log because when I say journal or diary to a guy, they're like, "Really? Come on!" But, <laughs> and do you wear a pink bow when you do it? <laughs> Does it have a lock on it? I'm like, no, it's day Little one. Hearts. <laughs> do you do you do, uh, do you log and and try to keep track of the stuff that's gone on throughout the day so that way you know like or do you just kind of just do a typical or atypical? I guess because some people don't do it at all, like a review process on a regular basis in some other fashion. I I come I'm kind of on again, off again on that. It's something I like to do, and I I love the day one app. I have it on all my on all my i thingies on my Mac, um, and I try to do that. I was doing it in the morning, and finding that in the morning I just don't have much to say. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I know I've I've heard you talk about that recently, and been thinking I need to get more consistent about doing that because that offload is. To me, it's kind of the same thing as the whole concept of, of t- the the GTD idea the of getting dump. everything. Yeah. yeah, the brain dump. Yeah. And I do that pretty well in terms of getting uh, to-dos and things like that out of my mind and into a system. But that... Um, that brain dump at the end of the day, I think, is is a component that I need to get back to more consistently because it really does help. And I like being able to go back and read those things and, and see what I was thinking, you know, a year ago or or, or last week. Yeah, it's it, uh, one of the things I've been doing, I talked about this on the Fizzle show, is that I actually go back and read on a quarterly basis. I go back and read the journal entries from that whole quarter. And then in when I, when the year end comes around, I actually read the whole year of journal. So I actually, yeah. And they're really short, so it doesn't take long to do. Um, I think a lot of people get resistant to it. It's like, oh, I don't have time. If you have, you, I mean, if you have time to post on Facebook, you're journaling. Yeah. So why not just journal for yourself and not give it to the rest of the world? Surely you're as important as as the rest of those people out there. Hopefully yeah, more that, so. <laughs> absolutely. I mean, that's one of the things when I first got the day one app, uh, and this was a year and a half, two years ago, when uh, it, it was a while back. Um, and I until just the last month, I was very consistent about doing it. I, things just got kind of crazy. But one of the things I saw in it was this option to like, you know, the social sharing option. I thought I was just horrified. Yep. I thought the last thing I would ever want is for anybody to read this, not because I'm, you know, like plotting somebody's murder or something, but that this is a place where I can just you know, dump whatever goofy things I'm thinking about, very stream of consciousness. I'm not trying to write it well. I'm just, it's what I'm thinking about at the time, what I did that day, that what impact it had on me. And I think it's a really, really valuable exercise, and I miss it when I don't do it. So after t- to today, you can put in your journal, had a, <laughs> had a fantastic time on the Productivityist podcast with Mike. Uh, we, we avoided going too uh, stereotypical. We could have. We could have gone further down that road, but we, we nipped it in the bud. Uh, <laughs> I, I think we did pretty well. I you know, we I'm one of those, and I'm, I'm a woman of a certain age, so, you know, I'm not, I'm not 
always, I, I think I'm pretty sensitive to people's differences, but I'm not necessarily uh, politically correct all the time. I do think there are differences between mm. men and women. Yep. <laughs> you know? I, I can tell you right now, my wife and I, when we talk, I mean, there's a reason I just hired an assistant, uh, Melissa, who um, she's local and she is really aligned with all the stuff that I'm doing. My wife, I can bounce ideas off of her, but she's like, I don't like it's not that she doesn't care. It's just not her area of interest. She yeah. has given me some very valuable advice about certain things from an outside perspective, which I appreciate. But she's also the person who puts tasks on the on the calendar and it drives me up the wall. <laughs> That's not what calendars are for. I know that. But, you know, <laughs> again, I cannot see. And I think that this might be a stereotype, but you could tell that to your husband. You go, OK, fine. Uh, I can tell that to my wife and, and I, I can't tell that to my wife. I'm like, don't put things on the calendar. I just go, okay, well, whatever. Because <laughs> yeah. garbage day for me, it's funny. I've talked about this with her. I use this example all the time. Like garbage day for me is not an appointment. I don't sit out and go, well, garbage, it's great to see you again. I know it's six o'clock on. <laughs> I, I put it out the day before. It's a task. It's in my task app. It goes out the day before. So much so that my neighbors see the garbage go out, go, oh, it must be garbage day tomorrow because I'm the one that puts it out, right? So yeah. uh, it, it it it's to each their own. I guess that's the, the big the big takeaway here, regardless yeah. of, of, you know, where you live, who you are, what gender you are. I mean, the key is to make it personal and, and, yeah. and you know, not just, not just um, you know, explore the time to find what works. Like take yeah. the time to find it. Don't just take on what, other people are using and or the hot new tool or, or whatever like look and say you know what um sand glass is one i want to use because my tasks automatically move to the next day and i like that okay great well then put a system in there that allows you to go to it so that you like going to it as opposed to having it repel you so i yeah. think that those are key elements that a lot of people just they just don't do and therefore they just go try to go they end up like you, like we were saying, doing productive instead of being productive. And that, and that's one of the things that I've I've seen. You know, there's a joke that I. It's not really a joke. I think it's there's some truth to it. That um, no matter what question you ask a lawyer, the answer is always the same. It depends, and that's <laughs> you know, it's it, it, whether it's about your case or about what you want for dinner. My husband knows this; it drives him crazy. That's pretty much my answer, and that's my answer to people when they say, "Well, well, what task manager should I use yeah. then?" Well, it depends. What do you want to get out of it? And don't don't just take. I can tell you what I use and why I like it, but it might not work for you. Yeah, I've used the old saying, "I don't know," and then they look at me, "But you're supposed to know." I'm like, "Well, no, I don't know you. I don't know you well enough to know." When. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of pull a Tony Robbins like shocking moment. Like, wait a minute, I came to you. You're the you're a strategist, and you say you don't know. I'm like, no, 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 no. I I know a lot about task managers, but I don't know which one would be good for you because, like, are you a paper person? Or are you digital yeah. person do you, do you work with teams or don't you because that's going to make a i mean omnifocus you and i were talking i mean your yeah. very reasons for not using omnifocus i mean there are other reasons can't have multiple contexts unless you yeah. build a perspective can't uh, collaborate with others very easily with it there, there's lots of reasons why not to use it but then there are uh, compelling reasons to use it if you work uh, there's a, a gentleman that uses it as his personal task manager because he loves the way it works and just they use trello for everything else and what he does is he yeah. just grabs the tasks from trello and puts them into omnifocus that he creates some redundancy there but that's what works so I think that's the key is just not only to take the time to figure out what works and then foster and nurture that so it becomes that second nature, that pillar that you need so that you can really, as we said, get the right things done and truly be productive. 
Absolutely. Laura, where can people find you when you and I are not uh, talking about the bourbon that you have that, that, that you're going to give to me? <laughs> I and, am saving it for you. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know when I'll be in Texas next time. So we'll have to try to figure that. I mean, I might go to Austin, Austin. And yeah. I like San Antonio too. Dallas, Fort yeah. Worth. It's, it's, it's not, I mean, I loved going to Fort Worth. But the one thing that surprised me is that Saturday morning at Podcast Movement, we were, we tried to find a breakfast spot downtown and nothing was open. Yeah, it, they roll up the sidewalks. It, yeah, it's like, it's like sure. after Friday, it's like, okay. I mean, Saturday night was hopping, but Friday is like what, Saturday morning. The subway wasn't open. I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> but anyways, where can people yeah. find you on the internet? Well, they can uh, they can always find me at theproductivewoman.com. That's the website for the podcast. Um, I'm on Twitter as Laura McMom, and I'm not as I'm I'm there. I keep an eye on things and, and love connecting with people. But the rest of my contact places, I guess, they'd find on the website. Awesome! Thanks so much for taking the time to join me today. I really really appreciate it. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. I had such a great time talking with Laura. I mean, it was, it was, it's so refreshing to be able to talk to somebody, um, you know, that we just, we can just talk about productivity and, and different strategies and approaches and, and our thoughts on it and, and not ask about, you know, a particular product or book or whatever. It's not that I don't enjoy doing those interviews as well, but this is a bit of a change of pace. And I had a great time chatting with her. I, some of the stuff that you didn't get to hear us talk about are things like, you know, how she sets boundaries and things like the the idea of a a, 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 a just some other ideas. We went on for about, I guess, eight minutes on another aspect where we just started talking about like how, how yearly planning goes and stuff like that, and how to think bigger as opposed to the day-to-day and how that might incorporate with you know what I'm looking at with the Now Your Method and stuff like that. So if you want to hear that, then what you want to do is become a Patreon supporter. So go to patreon.com slash productivityist and contribute any amount from the $1 amount all the way up to the $100 amount, which puts you into the super supporter range. There's a variety of perks that you would get, including... Any, anything from some of the courses that I offer to a shout out on the show to a 20 minute coaching session to a uh, three times a year productivity is pack mailed right to you wherever you are uh, to a t-shirt to a whole bunch of different stuff. So check out patreon.com slash if you want to become a supporter and get the additional content for this weekly episode of the podcast which is a completely it's the same podcast just with more content as well as two additional episodes per week that are more personal that are shorter that kind of touch on stuff which generally just me talking to you about uh different aspects of productivity and and other things time management task management email management all calendar management all that stuff even some tools and some reviews from time to time um if if you're not able to support in a monetary sense that's fine Ratings and reviews in iTunes are always helpful. It helps people find out where I am, what I'm doing, and what we are doing with this show with my producer, John Polster, and, of course, the help I'm getting from other members of the Productivityist team. Until next week, I hope I'll see you again. I hope you'll hear my dulcet tones again, Canadian dulcet tones, that is, eh? Uh, until then, uh, I would love it if you'd stop guessing. I'd love it even more if you'd stop, start going, rather. <laughs> and... Uh, just keep moving things forward, okay? Uh, as you can tell, I had a great time doing this episode, so uh, I'm feeling re- very gregarious, and I hope you go forward and, and do some great things with the rest of your day and the rest of your week. We'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.